Welcome back to another episode of Pardon Our Promotion. I'm Scott Johnson. This is Bob Misavich. How are you doing today, Bob? Very well, thank you. I'm excited for today's show. We kind of got a lot to talk about, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, we're just barely. We're, this is episode three, and there's just so much yep. that we can do. I mean, we had notes all over the place. And <laughs> we've been doing it for, again, five decades between the two of us. He's been doing it for four and a half decades, me, <laughs> just a few days. Um, you wanted to share something about why we do what we do and what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I talked about it in episode one that, you know, sports in the from the beginning of time until about the mid 70s was all about sports, period. There wasn't a lot of entertainment being done in the sports stadiums across the country or across the world. And then all of a sudden it started getting big. And it really we'll get into this in another time, but it really kind of started when cable TV started which is, again, a little bit before your time, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. But in 1978, there was only a couple of channels that you could dial into. And sports was actually only on at 10 o'clock, and I'm in central time, at 10 o'clock at night. At 10.20, you had sports for like four minutes, hmm. you know, in the sport. And it was a little bit of local. And I'm from Minnesota, Wisconsin, so, you, you know, you got the Bucks game, whatever happened last night or whatever. And that was it. Uh, and then, of course, cable TV came in and Anchorman uh, was Anchorman 2 was really great. Uh, kind of show that evolution. Do you ever see yeah, that show? I did. Yeah. Remember when they got that 24 hour news and they're like, what do we do now? <laughs> right. right yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what ESPN in a way. Came, yeah. uh, how, how are we going to fill 24 hours of sports programming? You know, and they kind of figured it out in, on the on the fly in a way. Um, and of course, it's evolved to where we are now. But I have an article that was written in um, New York Times in 2006 that really spoke to me uh, a few years back. So I'm going to quote it. Uh, the, the, the title of the article is, Oh, yeah, there's a ball game, too. And it starts at, and I'm going to take three little snippets out of the article, Scott. Um, the multimillionaires on the field, otherwise known as baseball players, were almost a distraction amid all of this activity as fans preoccupied with prime rib, panini, and pinot could <laughs> barely spare a hand to clap. Competition and athleticism may occupy center stage in modern sports coliseums, but they're no longer are necessarily the only magnet for fans. Now, the second little snippet I took out was this one, which is really important. The Braves have learned the hard way that a winning ball club does not necessarily equal a winning balance sheet. The Braves won an unparalleled 14 consecutive division titles through 2005, yet their attendance fell by 1.3 million people, or a third wow. from 97 to 04. So obviously, great sports teams, fans just slowly going away because there was that competition for the entertainment dollar and the fans grew apathetic, right? Yeah. So it goes on and says, we are a society that craves entertainment and a game might not do it anymore on its own. There aren't as many true fans as there used to be, so teams are turning games into events. We've been doing it for years and helping teams do that, and that's kind of why this podcast has started and why we're continuing to dive into certain parts of nuances of our uh, of your operations and how we can help you. So That's interesting. When, when, when did that article come out? 2006. So that's a long time ago. So what is that? So 78, 88, 98, you know, thir almost 30 years so after ESPN yeah. showed up. And, you know, 
Major League Baseball still at the pro level is not following this theory. It, really. it kind of is in a way. So. They're not doing it maybe on their on-field presentation as yeah. much because they do really respect the you know the the sanctity of the baseball sure. game. But you know when this came out, it was kind of the when Turner Field was changing over and they're starting to add new cool gathering areas, new food and everything else. And of course, they built their new ballpark on the north side of Atlanta and that thing is just an entertainment mecca, right? And so they did it more on the facility side, but there's just, you know, obviously anybody has gone to a major league baseball game today, there's just a lot to do. And every once in a while, you look at the game, right? The story about how the Braves became so popular um, in the nation, it really intrigued me the way that with TBS and because the advent of cable and there was only, you know, everyone in this region got TBS and it's a huge region. Right. Whereas now it's kind of, you know, smaller, a little bit market, sm market smaller. But back That's then, That's everyone got the break. Goodness gracious, I grew up. Uh, watching WGN Cubs. and the Cubs, yeah. and I yeah, knew those, all those players because they, yeah, they were able to broadcast on that yeah. all the time. Their day games, pretty crazy. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's interesting. I think I'm looking forward to the day where Major League Baseball, kind of more at the pro level, supports what the minor leagues are currently doing with their show. And I think it's got to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. um, they got to keep fans. And this was in 2006 they said this. So. Yeah, well, they're experimenting, you know, um, all the sports really are experimenting how to compact, yeah. compartment, no, not, compact the game a little bit. You know, the pitch clocks and, mm -hmm. you know, keep speed the game up, you know, because of our attention spans, we probably have already lost like half of our viewers just because we're rambling <laughs> on right now. I mean, the attention yeah. span of yeah. modern America is just not what it used to be. Well, point taken. <laughs> Let's get on with it. So I also today want to talk a little bit about technology and how it relates to promotions and execution and things like that. So... Um, specifically, the equipment, the control room setup, what is needed to give your fans the best possible experience, whether they're locally in-house on your video board or tuning into your broadcast. To do that, I'm going to bring in Matt Baker. He's Visual Virch General Manager. He's the guy I go to all with all my technology issues. He probably gets annoyed with it, but uh, Matt, how you doing? Hey guys, it's uh, it's good to see you guys here uh, virtually. You know, we've been talking our company about doing a podcast for many years to give our knowledge and talk through stuff, and we finally wrangled that guy Bob into uh, sitting down and taking some time and do this. And I'm, I'm excited the future of this, and excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah. How do we look? I mean, which one is <laughs> looks better, or more handsome, more wise? Well. There's clearly one that looks older. Um, <laughs> well said, well but. said. So Matt, talk to us a little bit about what we're talking about here. What does the setup look like? What are we, are we talking about the video mm -hmm. board versus the broadcast? What is the equipment? Share, share us, share with us a little bit about Yeah, this. well, it, you know, Bob and I talk about this uh, a lot. Um, just the evolution of a control room over even, you know, 20 years, 10 years, five years, um, you know, the big thing we used to push to our clients is they build big control rooms and a lot of different people in those rooms and a lot of different operators. Well, with technology and consolidating a lot of the different features and a lot of different things that certain pieces of equipment can do, we're 
those rooms are scaling down, but there's still some very vital positions, very vital pieces of equipment that are important to any kind of uh, control room. They're scaling um, down in scaling down in size, but not in cap like capabilities are actually going up. But yeah. scaling down oh, yeah. in like size and how many operators you need, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you used to walk into a um, into a, a rack IT room, you know, where there's all the racks and stuff like that. And there would be five or six racks because the equipment was so big. Now that's down to maybe one or two. But as you, as you just mentioned, the capabilities and what that technology can do, and as well as the flexibility to grow with that technology has also enhanced. Um, there's always, you know, the most important roles, there's always this certain different pieces of equipment, like for your in-house show, it's having a video board, um, operator and a equipment that runs your video board and breaks it out and does the zoning of the video board. Um, you know, you talk, we talk a lot of time about the upstream downstream of the show and the, in the, um, in the simulcasting and the, uh, dual, dual show. Like the split show. What's the word? Split show. There you go. There's the, there's the word we always we, talk. We, we talk call it split show. show. There's other vernacular. I'm sure people use. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm saying is those equipment, they, a lot of the times in, in the past, they were separated, but now you can, they have ways where you can integrate them both together, which allows for a, a much better workflow. And you're showing, like we said, a lot less equipment. So, you know, it always starts with how do we acquire those cameras? Um, and what are we doing to acquire those cameras? Um, whether it's the first base camera, high home camera, center field camera, with today's technology, you can use one cable to acquire all those cameras and bring them into multiple different pieces of equipment, essentially. Yeah. So to elaborate a little bit, um, not even five, six years ago, definitely longer than that, it used to be a single connection. I have a camera, I have a switcher or downstream and I have to connect it hardware, connect that all the way through the infrastructure of a stadium into a switcher sure. or a routing switcher. And now what Matt's pointing out is because it's all digitized, even though there was an HD signal 10 years ago, they were still going over a single cable. But now it's been digitized and it runs uh, over uh, IP. Uh, so, yeah, one Cat6 can able or connection or fiber connection and that camera feed can go many places. Oh, that's interesting. So is the is the quality also increasing with the changes? Meaning, are we getting better pictures out of this current, you know, the one feed rather than having all the wires and cables everywhere? Yeah, and the, the, I would say the, the main thing is you're now able to get many more angles okay. um, in your show uh, because like you're very limited to, I ran this cable, I have to run this cable all the way up to the control room in order to make this happen. Now, because it's like, as Bob said, digitized all, you can have your cameras on a network. And as long as you can get to your network and you plug your camera in, you can add that angle to your show. Um, so adding extra camera angles inside your dugouts. Um, looking different play camera play. angles like PTZs, yeah, yeah play shots. by play, yeah. um, or having that camera angle that's in a green screen room that we can go to live during a game. 
um, rather than back in the day, you know, you'd, you'd shoot your green screen t- content and then you can add to your show. Well, you know, in the world of, uh, minor league baseball, things are so fluid, things are happening. You have your, um, mayor shows up to the game and you want to get something in the second inning. Well, we can, we can capture that now because you can bring that angle into your show, oh, right. just going right to your green screen room. Um, so that's the main thing is you get, it's, a, we all know, like, obviously going from SD standard definition to high definition is that there. And now we got 4K, um, you know, 8K, 16K. All we're gonna, that's always going to keep going. But the right. thing that I've seen a lot is the ability to add more angles to your show. Yeah. And then I'd like to interject one yeah, thing on that because you did mention about the quality and stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is a function of now. It used to be a function of your camera and the connection. And now it's the more of a functionality of bandwidth and some of these uh, as we're as there's two things i want to point out as we're renovating sometimes we're opening new stadiums and helping teams open we're putting all the uh, av tech in them and sometimes we're renovating and one of their big challenges is that network backbone and infrastructure and some of these older stadiums don't have fiber everywhere and of course yeah higher quality camera means higher quality infrastructure as far as the IT goes. The other weird idiosyncrasy, as Matt mentioned earlier, is is that evolving technology. Uh, Again, we're planning some um, new ballparks coming down the line here, and and, um, some of the ownership and management will say, oh, what kind of cameras are we getting? And I say, I have no idea (laughs) because it changes so fast that really what we want to do is set aside a budget amount because we want to get the latest, greatest about right before kind of they need it rather than, hey, let's buy a camera today, but we're opening in, you know, 18 months. No, we're going to buy the camera 17 months from now because right. it's going to have much better capabilities. But the, the infrastructure is really going to dictate how, you know, the transmission rates. So that actually raises an interesting question in my mind with, and Matt, you might be able to answer this. Where is the technology going? You know, Bob talked just talked about cameras, and we obviously know, I mean, the new iPhone just came out. It's 48 megapixels. So we obviously know that, you know, that stuff's always increasing. But the base technology, you know, the the, the Cat5 cable, you know, is that is that here for a long time, or do you think that's going to evolve also? Um, it's You're seeing more ways wirelessly to bring in different cameras as well as you know bringing different signals and different cameras even across not just locally to your network but across the web uh, with very low low latency it's it's being done right now so you can take your your essentially your cell phone camera camera and bring it into your show um as to act as a wireless camera i mean that technology is is here now and it's continued to grow and continue to grow. Um, so I see wireless and not just wireless point to point, but wireless on your network and connection across webs is continuing to grow and, and people thinking about how can I creatively, what can I do with a camera that's over there wirelessly or across the web? How do I merge different shows together by doing that? Yeah. That's where I see kind of the future. And instead of just having one cable, there's going to be done stuff done wirelessly or through the cloud. Sure. What's what's um, latency? A lot man? more. Well, this is latency. So essentially, if 
latency is if I say a, a sentence to you or say a word to you, how long does it take you take the viewer to see that? So if I'm capturing a let's say a um, a national anthem singer and I want to send that to the board, you don't want to capture that national anthem singer and her talking and her lips not matching what's on the video board. So you want we what we call a zero delay, zero latency um, signal so that those are in sync because what latency essentially is, is the delay from the camera, what it's capturing to the stream. Essentially. So when I was sure. skipping over, I was an example of what a national anthem singer could be, mm. could be saying. So that's essentially what latency is. So we put a system into my church, right? And, you know, it's going through YouTube and everything else. There's 30 to 40 seconds of latency from the time it gets shot until the time a viewer, you know, some remote viewer is watching sure. that church service. And that's okay for a church service because they're not in church, right? right? And they're seeing it from their home. And But, of course, in a stadium environment, and you have a video board right there in front of everybody that has to be almost negligible. Right, yeah. yeah. One of the yeah, coolest, I mean, especially uh, for your wireless ca- for your wireless camera, which are, for your wireless camera, which is one of the more crucial cameras to any show, because yeah. you get right up on the fan, right up on the national anthem singer, a lot better than you can with a um, camera that's stuck in a camera well or up at sure. high home. Interesting. One of the, uh, you mentioned the cell phone camera and I've got a little experience with that. I did a promotion, um, or an element, uh, a couple of years ago, right when this technology came on, maybe in last year. And, um, I literally had the on-field host start with his own cell phone, like he was taking a selfie, but we took it to the video board and he did it, started in the control room and did his whole welcome walking down, through the control room press box, down through the suites, onto the field, and eventually got to home plate for the crowd. It was just a cool little element, you know, show behind the scenes a little bit, gave it a more personal feel. Um, And I think that technology is amazing. So I think the uh, opportunity to, you know, rope the technology in with the promotion is is endless. I I agree. You know, we, we, we toyed around, Scott, with fan cams mm-hmm. you know a lot of teams have fan cameras and they really if you're out there don't get rid of that because you as a person that, as a team that runs a fan camera you have control over what that shot is right yeah. and, the, and the entertainment aspect of that shot so that's something that's invaluable but you know but then how much power do we give the fans and how many cameras cell phone cameras do we want to take uh, to the video board. It's something that's going to evolve almost like, of course, now social media can post your video, TikToks and everything, yep. and they take it to the video board and, or at least the side video boards. So there might be some aspect of that that grows uh, as this technology evolves. Yeah. Really exciting stuff. Matt, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm, uh, I'm again, I'm excited that we're doing this podcast and I uh, can't wait to see what other topics you guys are going to talk about. Yeah, me too. Bob and I are excited. Well, guys, until next time, remember, send in your comments, questions, anything you want to know about. You know, we love to talk to you. We love to, to have what we say relevant instead of us just rambling on constantly. But um, until next time, it's all about your fans. Have a good night, guys. See ya. Yeah.